Ladies and gentlemen, episode 21 of Up In Your Business. 21. Brought to you by Mike and Mike, your favorite boys. Mike and Mike. Men. Right. Men, not boys. Boys to men. Boys. (laughs) (laughs) We're here with episode 21, everybody. Uh, This is going to be a really cool one. Uh, Any wedding folks out there, photographers, videographers, anybody in the wedding industry, or even if you're not, um, this would be a really interesting one. Um, we got Sean Edward Brown here from Move Mountains Co. Uh, if you haven't haven't heard of them, um, this will be a really interesting one. You'll get to learn a lot of cool stuff. Very, very cool guy. Yeah, very cool guy. Down to earth, um, you know, becoming a businessman from a creative. So um, hearing a lot about having to learn business without going to business school while being a creative. So um, sit tight and, and uh, open up your ears for this one. And one thing I forgot to call him out on what? was the hard drives. Yeah. You yeah. Know. We'll get him next time he's in here. We'll, next time. We'll grill him, ask him why. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so we're going to get into that. But before we do that, we're going to share some news here. Uh, Mike, you, you seem to have a really good one. You're over here, like, I do have a good one. gawking and getting all happy and shit. Why don't you read your article? I just think it's ridiculous. Okay, let's hear it. All right, you ready? Yeah. You know, uh, you remember the show Catfish? Yeah, I, I watch it at the gym sometimes in the morning. So, it's on TV. they're starting a new show called Ghosted. Oh no. And Ghosted is a new hit series that features the host helping distraught individuals to track down and confront former lovers, family members, or friends, all in an effort to get to the bottom of why these people suddenly disappeared. Give it up. So like if Come you if nobody called you back on like a date or something. And you're going to hire these people to go, like, what a stupid show. This is getting ridiculous. Catfish was one thing, like, these people had, like, uh, you know, conversations for years. Like, every once in a while, I watch at the gym, like I said. And, you know, these people will have... At the gym, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, because I go to the gym every day. (laughs) Um, These people have, like, almost like a relationship through the internet for years. Yeah. And then they just, you know, they want to get to the bottom of it. That's one thing. If someone ghosted you, they don't want to talk to you anymore. Like, <laughs> let it go. Well, my big thing is like, all right, so like say I get ghosted by someone. Yeah. All right, let me go stalk them to figure out why they ghosted yeah. me. How like, does that this make is any to- sense? It makes no sense. These people obviously don't want to talk to you anymore, and you're only making the situation worse. <laughs> I'll probably give it a watch. Just I, to see. I wonder, does stuff like that, like this might be a stupid question, but like does the person who is getting ghosted, do they contact the show or does... I mean, obviously, right? I, guess I honestly think it's all staged. Yeah, it could be. Yeah. Like, I wonder if, like, is that how Catfish works? Like, these people submit their stories to, like, some email uh, thread yeah. and then... Supposedly. And then maybe Catfish, the cast and the... I mean, the producers and stuff, they decide who to go to. Yeah, I think it's... Yeah, I don't know. I, I think it's... I still think it's all staged. I don't... Um, there was one that I watched one time. It was an episode of Catfish, and they were actually in Worcester. Ooh. Yeah, it was the, really uh, close. I the remember the pit of uh, Massachusetts. They actually flew the person, <laughs> yeah, they flew into um, Florida. Uh, apologies to Mike K if you're listening to oh, us. Oh, yeah, Mike K. Sorry, Very sorry. sorry. You, I mean, I love Worcester. Mike, we love you, and you have a great house, and that's it. So anyway, the, the person who had catfished them was in Florida, and I'm pretty sure Florida is like the only place that you can direct fly into the Worcester airport. I don't even know if you knew it had Worcester had an airport. So I didn't even know, know they had planes. Yeah, Worcester has an airport. It's really tiny. And I'm pretty sure like the only place you can go is like Florida. So they flew right into the Worcester airport. And I remember them putting on the screen, they were like Worcester airport. And I was like, no shit. So they found some trash person from Worcester. It looked like all <laughs> drugged out. Um, anyway, um, that's interesting. I'm just curious if this show is even going to like be a success. I'm sure it will be. It's on MTV. So. It's on MTV, and yeah. I feel like people would like eat that shit up. But it's just like, how are you going to find these people? And or why is it going to be like staged, like you said? I feel like it's going to be staged, but why not come up with like a more? I guess everybody loves the reality. TV yeah, everybody thing loves for to, some and reason. like everybody's nosy. Like we're all nosy. We yeah. love to like learn about other people's lives and see this drama. But like, just give it up. Yeah, this person obviously doesn't want to talk to you anymore. Send us your thoughts. Let us yeah. know what you guys think. Yeah. Don't stalk me. No. Um, or stalk me it's okay so uh, you ever heard that song it's like lose yourself in the music the moment Eminem, you own it lose yourself analytic. so uh, Spotify is in a little bit of heat here did you hear about this no so here's the headline Eminem's publisher hit Spotify with copyright infringement lawsuit wait what yeah publisher 8 Mile Style alleges that the streaming service has no license to stream hundreds of the rapper's songs including the 2002 hit lose yourself Eminem's publisher filed a lawsuit with massive stakes. Spotify allegedly lacks license to stream the song and more, that song and others. 
um, the lawsuit also challenges the constitutionality of the Music Modernization Act. Um, and then one of the other like tweets in response to it is, according to the suit, Spotify has been Spotify has been unable to figure out who owns the iconic songs of the 21st century. The publisher says this is absurd. Is it is he still on Spotify right now? Even though they're in oh, the I don't have the app. You Let me do. See, I'll check it real quick. This so this broke 21 hours ago. But that's, I mean. There was like a, for a time, wasn't Jay-Z like only on Tidal? He wasn't on Spotify. And there was yeah. like a big thing with like Taylor Swift. He's not on Apple Music either. Is that Jay-Z. what it was? Or yeah. maybe he is. I can't remember. Eminem. So yeah, Spotify did not have any license to reproduce or distribute the eight-mile compositions, either direct, affiliate, or compulsory, but acted deceptively by pretending to have compulsory and or other licenses. The suit adds that Spotify has placed Lose Yourself into a category called Copyright Control, Reserved for songs for which the owner is not known. <laughs> After Eight Mile Styles' 2017 lawsuit in New Zealand, it shouldn't be hard to pinpoint the songs rightful party. Is this from Spotify? It's on Spotify. <laughs> oh shit, Spotify! You better cut the shit. Yeah, <laughs> oh my, God. racking up the bills right now. I'm just curious. Like, is this? Do you think this has any effect on like, on? I mean, I don't think like the consumer. Like, I mean, it, it doesn't bother me. Like, yeah. I don't really care. But do you think this affects Spotify at all? No, they're so big. Yeah. I don't think it matters. And honestly, yes, it's a great song, but how many people are looking up Lose Yourself by Eminem? It is an old, you know, I mean, it's kind of, I mean, it's a classic, but like how many, yeah. Yeah. I wonder how many plays it gets. I'm surprised they're making like such a big deal about it. I'm wondering if like, uh, like how long this story lasts. I mean, like A, you didn't even hear about it, so I guess it can't be that big of a thing. I just saw it on Twitter, but. I wonder, like, A, if it actually financially impacts Spotify. If anything happens. I'm wondering if anything's going to happen. Do you think Do you think they'll have to pay, like, a fine or... or? I mean, what are they What are they going to do? They pay them per play already, right? Yeah. So, actually, other Mike in here and I looked up uh, the amount of money you get per play on Spotify. And it's it's like, not. It's very little, right? It's less than a cent yeah. per play. I hear, like, artists get screwed on Spotify. Yeah, and I think that's why Taylor Swift, I'm pretty sure it was her, she took all their music off there because really? yeah it was all about like spotify screwing people does it say like what brought it up in the article let me see spotify has no license for mm's compositions and despite streaming these work billions of times spotify has not accounted to eight mile or paid eight mile for these streams but instead remitted random payments of some sort which only purport to account for a fraction of the stream oh uh, there you go Ooh, right there that's yeah. the big nugget you right just there just fucked yourself right there spotify that sucks all right, tell us what you think. I'm curious what's going to happen. I wonder if the story will uh, be big for, like, how long? I'm you know curious. whose side I'm on? Who? I'm on Eminem's because he's the opener to this podcast. He is. <laughs> yeah, so he is. I'm all team Eminem. He's also the OG. And fun fact for anybody who's listening, when I was a kid, I actually wanted to be Eminem so bad that I wanted to bleach my hair. Oh, well, the shit you were going to bleach. You did no, bleach No, no, no. I, I, I wanted to. My mom wouldn't let me. She was... Very uh, smart. Smart. Thank yeah, you. she was uh, piercing my ear, and I would wear white T-shirts to school underneath my clothes because my mom didn't want me to wear white T-shirts, so I'd wear white T-shirts underneath my clothes. And then when I got to school, I would just take my top shirts off and wear my freaking white T-shirt with my jeans like Eminem used to. Did you ever do the visor? Remember you used to do the visor? Oh, no, I never, I never did the visor, <laughs> but I wanted to bleach my hair so bad, but obviously my mom being a, a very smart individual, she wouldn't let me. Um, but you would have gotten beat up and she would find out that I would wear these white t-shirts. She found out that I wore the white t-shirts and she was like, what the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> she was like so pissed because I was like in grade school and yeah. I wanted to be Eminem. I don't know what I was hey, thinking. Third grade is the first time Eminem, uh, first time I was introduced to Eminem. Yeah. Third grade I had a CD. Lose yourself in the music. <laughs> Should I just sing the intro from now on? I think so. I don't know. We might Maybe leave, leave, leave it to the professional. Unless, <laughs> unless we get sued by whatever this guy's name is. <laughs> Eight Mile Styles. Yeah. All right, uh, without further ado, let's get into this uh, interview. A little rhyming there. See, I'm not going to be a rapper in no time. Uh, Put those t-shirts away. (laughs) I don't wear white t-shirts at all anymore. (laughs) Black, gray, everything. This interview is brought to you by Dev Hero. Dev Hero is a local audio engineer and web developer here in Rhode Island. Uh, If you want to learn more, go to dev-hero.com or visit his Instagram page, at LLC. Tell him Mike and Mike sent you, and um, he'll build you a free website maybe. Yeah, I don't, know if it, I don't know if it'll be free, but maybe not. Uh, definitely su- uh, shoot them like a comment or a message yep. and tell them to get on the next uh, pre-production yeah. so we can hear a story from him. Yeah, because he's, he's, he's going to get on in the intro. Yeah, he's too chicken to do yeah. it right now. He's looking at us. Yeah. All right. Enjoy the interview, guys. I hope you guys uh, 
get some value out of this. Um, let us know what you thought in, in, uh, you know, in a DM on Instagram at up in your biz pod, um, or leave us a review, subscribe, pass it on to your friends. Have a great day. Before we go, 14 more days till NFL, till the NFL season starts. I am so <laughs> excited. No, actually 10 days because they were doing this on. Oh my God. 10, 10 oh more days. Oh my God. 10 days. I can't even wait. I'm going to have a big, big party yeah. for the start of the NFL season. We might season. close the. Uh, Office is closed for the day. For the month, fuck it. HQ is closed. Don't even (laughs) talk to us. Football season, baby. Hashtag football. Hashtag I'm a fan. Shout out Couch Guy Sports. Shout out Couch Guy. Hashtag I don't care about football. I'm sorry. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, it is episode 21 of Up In Your Business, and we're here with Sean Edward Brown from Move Mountains. And uh, we're going to get right into it today. Uh, Sean, thanks for coming in today. Of course. Uh, We're going to start off with our... Uh, segment here, 20 questions. I don't know. I know you said you listened to Matt Celeste. I don't know if we had 21 questions by episode three. I don't know if that no, was a segment. No, yet. not by three. So anyway, it's a segment. So it's 21 questions. It's, it's like rapid fire. It's not actually 21. But it's also episode 21. It is episode 21. Ooh. No, it's 20 questions. Or is it 21? We'll call it 21 for this. Yeah, we will. Sick of this. <laughs> 21 questions. Episode 21. All right. So these are rapid fire. So just. Really? Okay. Think and just go. All right. Or don't think. Or don't think. Favorite color. Jeez, I don't even know. <laughs> Failed already. Is it gray, maybe? Okay, iPhone or Android? iPhone. Left or right? I guess right, because I'm right-handed. Pick a number, one to ten. Ten. Favorite number? Eleven. Coffee or tea? Coffee. Favorite liquor? I don't drink. Okay, iced coffee or hot coffee? Iced coffee. Steak or chicken? Uh, steak. Okay. Uh, Oreo or Chips Ahoy? Uh, Oreos. Okay. Uh, favorite vegetable? Cucumbers. Okay. Uh, Mac or PC? Mac. Work from home or in an office? In an office. Your biggest inspiration or role model? Bob Dylan. All right. If you were at a four-way intersection, which way would you go? Straight. All right. And last time you ran a mile or close? Uh, three months ago. All right. Hey. Those are really good. I really like that last question. Yeah. Showcases that I have done like physical exercise. Yeah. yeah, I'm just glad he doesn't ask me that. <laughs> yeah, 10 years ago. <laughs> the four-way intersection one, that's the new one. What'd you think of that? Yeah. I don't know why I thought of that. I think Two out of 10. Two. All right, whatever. <laughs> All right, so. Uh, is is, is that a cucumber it? a vegetable? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Uh, might yeah. Be an, that might be a debate for another time. Uh, yeah, that's it, we're all done. Guys, <laughs> nice. thank you so much for having me here. It's all right. <laughs> Who's moving on? It's all right. Um, so, Sean, just started off, um, where did you grow up and, and how'd you get into video? Um, I grew up in Coventry, Rhode Island. Um, I got into video, my friend got a video camera. It was like one of like the eight millimeter cameras um, at the time. I think he got like a Sony. And so like he was always filming. He was like really big into um, like Bam Margera and, oh, cool. and like CKY and <laughs> yeah. uh, so in like skate videos. So he was always filming. And then I think, um, I think from there, like we were like all kind of like, like artsier kids so like we we're always like in art classes and yeah. a lot of times like you know video projects would come up or like there'd be a project and be like could we do a video for it and yeah. like the teachers would, would let us so um that's kind of how we got into it and then we started doing like um just like short films out of high school we did like one uh short film and so it was just kind of that's i guess where it started and so that was in like high school yeah cool yeah it was probably like uh 14 and then um, after high school, did you go to college for video or what, what happened after high school? No, I thought about going to Full Sail. Okay. And like the school looked like amazing. It's in Florida, right? Yeah. It's yeah. In, um, my, my art teacher wanted me to go to CalArts in California, okay. which I really wanted to do that. Um, but then I also saw a Full Sail um, and I like really wanted to go to Full Sail. It seemed like a cutting edge school, mm-hmm. but it was like super expensive. And I was like, yeah. I was like, I can't see like spending my dad's money on yeah on this yeah so so I, you just did you you just kind of stuck with it on your own um yeah i guess so like yeah, i kind of like fell in and out of it so for like a few years after high school like probably 18 to 20 i did like some short films and um some like short skits but then like i was like yeah 
I don't think I picked it up again until I was like 26. Wow. And how yeah. old are you now? 33. I just turned 33 no last, shit. last week. Yeah. Oh, wow. I would have thought you were still in your 20s. Yeah. yeah you look good, man. You're young. Thank you. Happy late birthday. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, did you ever like fall into any other hobby and, and have like another potential career path that... Yeah. So um, I play guitar. Okay. So like that was a big thing. Like I was in bands like growing up. So it's like we played, we did a lot of songwriting, like a lot of music, playing shows. Yeah. Um, so that was like, that was really what I wanted to do. I really yeah, wanted okay. to be like a musician. And so it was probably after like the film stuff. Um, sorry, I just thought of something that was pretty no, funny. Okay. Um, it was probably after the film stuff that like I started doing more music. And so like I picked that up as that's like how I was making money. I was doing like bar gigs and oh, things no like shit. that. And that's cool. Yeah, I did that for like a few years. Oh wow. Yeah. Sounds like fun. Yeah, it was really cool. That's cool. What was the main like source of information you took to learn what you know now? Because you didn't go to college. Were you just YouTubing stuff, like YouTube university? Or was it like books or like for video stuff? Yeah, or was it just hands on? You just went for it. Yeah, it was like really hands on. Um I feel I I feel like I've like really grateful like I've been around like people who are like just like very talented, mm -hmm. so it's like I was never able to feel like oh I'm good at this because everyone was like much better always better yeah, yeah yeah so it was just like I would do something and I'd be like oh this is really great and my friend would do something in the same realm and it'd be like oh god <laughs> so yeah. oh mine sucks <laughs> yeah so it was just like constantly like trying to improve. like improve yeah, yeah like you were saying you you actually learned a lot from Matt Celeste. Yeah, he That's was, cool. I was really grateful to him, like, uh, in the Tuesdays Together group, like, he would always, like, he's so open about, like, yeah. his processes and, like, business and, like, what he does. That's cool. And it was just, like, so I would always ask him stuff, and he was, like, very forthcoming, which That's you don't cool. always find. Yeah, like, no, I, either, I feel like a lot of people are very closed off and don't want to share their secrets or, or right. stuff like that. It, I feel like it's one or the other. So it's either, like, everyone's super helpful and like wants to tell you everything and be like, here's exactly how I did it and, yeah. and run with it. Or they'll charge you for it. Like as like a consulting thing right. or it's like the complete opposite where it's yeah. just like, how dare you? Yeah. <laughs> but it's smart on your part to, you know, never settle. You know, you're always growing and you're like a sponge, you know, you realize that, all right. Like, I don't like saying that something's not better. Like you're something's better. just a different style. Mm, right. I feel like, and just to notice there's all these different types of styles you can attack something at is it's cool. Yeah. Like different ways to go about it. And then just like constantly trying new things. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. and just never being like, all right, I made it. I'm good. You know, like, yeah, I, I kill wedding videos, but no, you always got to keep growing and adapting. Trying new things. Yeah. And I feel like at, like as something gets better and better, there's like things to like continually like fine tune. Right. So it's like, I feel like from where we started to where we are now, like, yeah, our wedding videos are like so much better than they were. Um, but it's also been like, now it's just like, but this part of this could be a lot better. Mm. And like, you know, you know, what, what camera is this guy using that we're not using to get this quality? Mm -hmm. um, and I'm not a big person about like, like cameras either. Like I sure. think you can get like good images on yeah, most a of lot the camera, of cameras, yeah. but like there, there is at some point there is like a, For sure. I think. What do you shoot on? Uh, right now we're using Canon Mark IVs. Oh, cool. Yeah. Nice. And we shot on the, the Sony a7 III, which we like that a lot too. Yeah, those are uh, nice. One of our biggest like inspirations is shooting on the the new Blackmagic camera. Oh, the wait. Pocket. Is, is we were just the, looking at yeah, that. Yeah, we just looked at that. Yeah, actually. and it's great because it's like super cheap. It's like 1200 bucks. Yeah, but, the, four, the 4K one. Yeah. Yeah. But he's like, really, he's like, when you build it out, like it's way more expensive than that. Yeah. So it ends up being about the same. Yeah. Um, so tell everybody like a little bit about move mountains. What, what exactly is it? And, and when slash like how did it kind of start? Uh, so right now it's like uh, mostly like wedding photography, wedding videography. Um, it's a team. Like we, like, we really believe like you can do more as a team. So it's like, you know, we're all like kind of sold out on it and just really like working hard towards like the vision of the company. Mm -hmm. Um, our goal is to really just be like as big as we can and as like as best as we can. Yeah. Um, so it's just like never wanting to like compromise on quality while like still like maintaining a lot. growth. Yeah. Um, so that's like the challenge for us, you know, it's yeah. like, how do we scale up both slowly um, grow, but keep the quality. Right. I get it. Um, so how, what was the other question? How did it start? Yeah. Yeah. Like when, and like, how did it start? 
Um, so it started four years ago. Um, I was in school and I started taking like side work just to pay for school, uh, answering like Craig, Craigslist ads and things like that. And um, yeah, I was just, I think I, I did, I did my first wedding. I asked my friend who was shooting my friend's wedding. I was like, Hey, can I come along the second shoot? Yeah. And he's like, yeah, sure. So I did that for free and the images are pretty good. Mm-hmm. I took that, I used that as like a portfolio. And then I found some guys on, on Craigslist. They were looking for a second shooter and I just kind of got, got plugged in with them. Kept going from there. Yeah. And then when, when did you sort of like establish a brand or really start like getting momentum? Um, I was in school and I was like working on the website and the original name of the company was move mountains media. Okay. And, uh, and then I remember I like purchased, uh, move mountains.co okay. because uh, probably like the other thing wasn't available. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, move mountains co like that sounds better. Yeah. And at the time it was like a huge, it was a huge move. I called up my friend Glenn. I was like, bro, I'm thinking about like changing the name. Like granted we have like no customers. Like I was like, this is a big decision. Like, I don't know if I can just like pull the trigger on this. And he's like, just do it. And I was like, yeah, it's like 20 bucks for this this thing. So, um, so I did it and, and it was cool. It like kind of stuck. It had like a better ring to it. Like, I think it sounds a lot better than move mountains media. It's yeah. It's a little more concise. Move mountains co. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. It's cool. Talk about like the, the point you got to where, um, it became more than just you. Um, because like I was saying, I do weddings myself and, yeah. um, you know, you get to a point where you either have too many that you can't do yourself or you just need help or, um, talk about the point of like, uh, needing more people and, and growing the team. Yeah. So, um, like from the start, I think Matt said this too, like it was very much like, um, I know I didn't want it to be like, Sean Edward Brown photography. Like I knew yeah. from the beginning, like I wanted it to be a company and I wanted it so we could do like multiple teams. Yeah. I don't know where I got that idea from. Like you and Matt are so smart. Cause I'm, I mean, I don't know if you know, but my, my wedding is just Mike Neal and media. So I didn't have that. Uh, I didn't have that vision <laughs> from the start. It's never too late to change it. Could always change it. Yeah. And I've known other companies too, who like had that name and they still were able to do like a yeah. team. Kind I, of thing. I have like one team that I call on, but. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it was kind of like right from the beginning. And I think our very first wedding that we booked was like photo and video together. Oh, okay. So like off the bat, right, it, be, right away you needed, yeah, yeah. it had to be a team. Um, so yeah, first, first wedding was like, I remember the bride sent me this itinerary. It was like six pages, a whole Excel doc. I couldn't even understand it. <laughs> yeah. I was like, Oh God, what did I get myself into? <laughs> And so I sent it to my friend. I was like, I was like, can you understand this? Like, and he's like, yeah, this is fine. Like, and he's a super, super smart guy. Yeah. Again, it was just like an Excel spreadsheet, but yeah. I was like overwhelmed by it. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that was, uh, that was such a tangent, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I think weddings put a different type of pressure on a yeah. videographer, a photographer. Cause you got yeah. one shot to get that shot. Yeah. You can't be like, Hey, can you guys like, can you say the vows again? <laughs> can you get married again? Like, yeah. yeah, it's definitely, you got, you got one shot to do it. But, um, yeah, that, from, from the start, it was like a team. And I think we just like, I just always like took like these like crazy risks, like on people usually like, and it was just like, like the first year I remember we did a, a wedding day. I think it was, we had like three teams going out, like four teams going out wow. and it was like super stressful. And like, I regretted it, but I was also like, this is kind of like, what I signed up to do. Yeah. yeah. And I th- the first season too, is always like this fear of like, are people going to like these yeah. images? And I yeah. would, I would finish a project, but I wouldn't deliver it. I would just be like, Holding God, on like to what it, if, what it. if they don't like this? Yeah. Right. So it's like, I had to like ease into, into that. Um, but we've been like really lucky. Like I've taken like, like a lot of big risks with like sending out multiple teams and like, it's, it's definitely stressful. Yeah. Um, but, it's, yeah, it's kind of like, it's rewarding. It's rewarding. Yeah. Especially at the end of it, once it goes successful, then you're like, whew, okay. Yeah. That's the I did it. Like yeah. I can, I could probably do that again. Yeah. yeah after like four times, <laughs> <laughs> but then like each, I feel like each year we like up the any where it's just like, and so about how many, so we're in the middle of 2019 now. Yeah. Um, what's the average, like how many weddings did you do last year and how many are, are planned for this year? 
So we did uh, 45 last year. Last year was really tough because um, I decided to go back to school for nine months okay. uh, at a leadership program. Um, and that was through my church. And it was like, I think I went into school. And it was like a last minute decision. So mm-hmm. we had 45 lined up for last year. I went into so. that with, I think we did like 19 alone in September wow. uh, with like a whole like queue of like things that needed to be edited. Yeah. So I was like getting like, you know, emails from clients like, Hey, yeah. where's this? Where's that? Yeah. And it was just like, I'm in, like, I'm in class. So it was like, yeah. I don't know how much of this I should be sharing, but, yeah. um, it was super challenging. Yeah. Like last year was really, really tough. Um, and then through that, uh, experience though, like I've kind of put myself in these situations where it's just like, I had to like, kind of like figure it out where it's just like, okay, I have all these edits. I, I feel like I've always been forced like into like I've left myself no I like painted myself into a corner so Mm -hmm. it's like now okay I can no longer do all the video editing so it's like I had to find somebody sure um and it's like I can no longer answer all these emails like I have to hire somebody yeah so that's that's where we got our video editor uh that's where we got like our studio manager um and so this year like from those two like it was really hard to like put those people in place right I'm sure um but from that, like we were able to double. So now we're doing like 110, I think this year. So it was just like, which yeah. is insane for That's like a like, year's worth yeah. of growth, like to more than double. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I wouldn't have been able to do that if Without I didn't paint people. myself into yeah. such a corner and have to hire other people. Um, so I feel like that's always been like the biggest investment. I think the hardest part about that was like, um, Oh, I have to like pay someone to edit this video, right? Yeah. Where it's just like you you land a gig and like you shoot it and you edit it and it's like that's like full profit for you. Right. Um, but when you start like quantify, it's like oh, I booked this wedding, like now I have to pay this other person to do it, right? Mm-hmm. So it's just mm-hmm. like it hurts a little bit. Yeah. Um, and then you also think like people can't do it as good as you. Like that's always like the things like, oh, like I know how I want this and like it's not gonna be as good if I don't do it. Yeah. Which is a total fallacy that I've learned. Like, I feel like that's not true at all. I feel like people can usually do it better. <laughs> you know? That's funny. And that you're not that good. Um, <laughs> that's a good way to look at it. Yeah, because yeah. we run into that problem too, where we're like, oh, we, we're covered in work, but yeah. we're still editing it because it's like we have our style. But you're right. You got to accept it at some point. Yeah. yeah. And maybe at first they won't be as good. Like, um, our, our video edit- editor had only edited. Um, one vlog that she shot on her camera mm-hmm. but what i noticed about it was like the the, the narration or like the, the narrative of it the storytelling was like so good okay and i was like i feel like for a wedding film that's the hardest part yeah is like yeah, coming up with like a good storyline so i asked her to do it she wanted to take a shot at it and um she was like she's like yeah sure like she was in school too mm-hmm. so she kind of needed the money um and the first one was like pretty good and then it was just like from there, it was just like kind of just like showing her other videos like that we that we liked. Yeah. It's like here's what we're trying to go for. Yeah. Um, like and and here's how you can get there. Yeah. And I think I got lucky with like people who um, just really hard workers mm-hmm. and like really passionate. Yeah. Um. So like that was good. And yeah. I also went for people who like didn't have that much experience. So really? it's like, I think they're more grateful. Yeah. And they were willing to like grow with you. Yeah. Whereas like true. if you found someone who's just like, oh, I've been editing videos for like five years and I'm worth like X amount. Um, you can use that, but it's, it, they're less flexible hmm. and yeah, they're, harder, point. they're harder to grow with. That and I think they're, like you said, coming with no one, uh, someone with no experience. I think uh, they probably come with like a fresh approach. And like, uh, you know, like maybe a unique style and they see something away that you didn't see it. Like I've had probably two wedding videos in the four years I've been doing them that I had other people edit. And, um, I actually was really lucky knock on wood. They, they both did an amazing job and, mm-hmm. um, uh, they did things and I was like, Oh wow. Like, I don't even think I've actually would have thought of that. Like that's a cool, a cool approach. So, um, and they were both people who hadn't like edited a bunch of weddings. They had done maybe one or, or shot one once, but, um, yeah, that's, uh, yeah. Interesting. Um, I've definitely like hired people too, where like, it just wasn't good. Hmm. So it was just like, 
you know, you take a chance and some, sometimes it hits and sometimes it doesn't. Yeah. And then it's just like, you eat that cost. Yeah. But it's like, you know, you give someone a shot and like that, that's really only happened like once or twice where it's just been like, okay, I, I'm going to have to redo this. Um, I was going to say like, at that point, what's the solution? Is it someone who hopefully edited in your studio? So now you can just go through the project or did they? Yeah. Um, in that particular and... case, it was just remote. Um, it took a while. Like we, our editor started as a freelancer mm-hmm. and then eventually because of like the growth of like being able to turn around the video quickly with having somebody and then also having a studio manager to like run like all the, um, the client communications and all just all like the, yeah. um, what's the word for that? Admin. Admin work. Yeah. Um, I think that's what kind of like helped us grow. Mm-hmm. And then the growth helped us take like a freelancer to like a full-time yeah, yeah. person. That's interesting. So when you have these four weddings going on in one weekend, <laughs> mm-hmm. do you go to a wedding and shoot it yourself or are you kind of sitting back, putting out any fires that may come in um, throughout the four? I'd say I'm never sitting back. Never. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, just like on, like just checking in on each wedding or are you focused on one wedding while you can trust your team that's going to go off and, you know, kill it on the other ones? Yeah, so uh, the studio manager will check in with all the teams. Okay. Like, so we'll do like a huddle uh, at the beginning of the week and we'll be like, here are all the timelines. Like, here's what we're doing. We'll address like any concerns with the timeline and like talk about like little things like, oh, make sure like this card reading is happening and, and, and this wedding has like this many speeches. And, mm-hmm. um, and then the day of the wedding, like studio manager will check in with everybody. And then like if I'm on that wedding, like I'm just solely focused on the wedding that yeah. I'm at. So I'm not like worrying about like, did this person show up or yeah. anything like that? Anything crazy. And, um, we've also like had a photo booth, which is like, it was like the most oh, finicky photo booth. Like <laughs> it was just so crazy. So it's like, you know, she got really good with like troubleshooting that from like, yeah. she's also, yeah, cause I feel like that's like a whole beast itself as a photo booth. Yeah. Photo booth. Uh, <laughs> Don't get a photo booth. <laughs> <laughs> well, Matt Celeste told us how he built his because he went yeah. to school for engineering. Yeah. And he built his whole thing and they called it the, what did, what did they call it? The blue box? Blue, blue cube. Blue cube. Yeah, blue cube. yeah, that's, yeah, it. yeah that's it. But yeah, I think he said the same thing. He's like, yeah, it's kind of a toll, a whole animal just by itself. It really is. Um, we picked it up. Like my friend was actually selling the booth and the brand. Um, oh, okay. And I really love the name of it. Like, it's and I was, it's called Lux Booth. Oh, cool. And like uh, L-U-X-E? L-U-X-E, uh, yeah, L-U-X-E, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, that is nice. I like that. Yeah, yeah. and it kind of like matched some of our branding, which like what we call our packages. I was like, so this kind of fits perfect. That helps. I think like in the industry, like you're always like trying to, like there's that tension of like, like what's current and like what's popular and like, um, and like what you want to do, mm-hmm. right? So it's like Lux Booth was the opportunity. Like we just like, put way too much money into it. And like, we're like, we want to make this like the best photo booth out there. And we like bought like these like cool props that like we thought were like, you know, really great and yeah. funny and like that we would like, and they weren't like cheesy or like falling apart. Um, but yeah, basically we just like sank way too much money into it, but it was just like this brand that we're just like, we're just going to have fun with this. Yeah, yeah. Like, and for me it was good because it was just, it was, well, it was supposed to be like, like a stress reliever. But like artistically it was, but like business wise and like us, like functionality wise, like it, it it was, it added a lot of stress. That's actually good. It brings me to a question that I ask a lot of creatives and people, what is, what is one strength of yours and what's one weakness as far as like, you know, having a business that is creative, like, um, you know, you seem like a creative person, like maybe what was one challenge that you had of the business side or, um, talk about that balance a little. Yeah. So the admin work, like when I first, our first year, I think we booked like between like 25 and 35 weddings. Um, I could get into how we did that too. I don't know if it's like a a formula, but I can at least like expound on it. But, um, yeah. So the hardest part for me was it's like, I booked the weddings, Mm -hmm. right. I had them like written down on like a, a board much smaller than this. Okay. Um, with a dry erase marker and it was just like, okay, I need to like actually bring some organization to this. Yeah. yeah. And, um, so I like typed it up in Express, uh, Excel yeah. and it, t- it literally took me all day. It was like a regular list. Yeah. It was like name, date, yeah. the package they got. Yeah. 
literally took me all day. I, sh- I actually showed it to my mom. I was like, <laughs> look what I did. Look at this. Look what you just <laughs> look at this did. organization. Yeah. And that's she was funny. so proud. She's like, that's really good. Um, it's kind of like, look how much money I'm about to make. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, that was a, it was a proud moment. I made the six fell spreadsheet and, um, and so that was, that was always a challenge for me is like the organization of it. Like, um, also too, like I'm, I'm an introvert. So it's like, I liked meeting with, with clients and I think they like respected that I was just like a little bit like more introverted and like not super outgoing. Yeah. Um, and maybe they've been like looking for that, you mm-hmm. know? Um, but you know, that was, that was definitely a challenge too. Cause I was like the main salesperson, which I never tried to be sales. It was like, here's yeah, what yeah. I do if you like it and, and that kind of yeah. thing. Um, so yeah, that was, that was definitely like admin and like being a people person. Yeah. So do you have a salesperson now that kind of, yeah. That? So the yeah. studio manager will do like all the, admin doing all that and okay. like all the, uh, all the client relations once in a while, That's like good. a client will come in the studio and like, I'll meet with them. Yeah. And I like our clients. Like, I, mean, like, I yeah, like people. Yeah, like yeah. I love going to the engagement session. I love connecting with people. But I think like photography, like you're you're connecting on like a much different like yeah. level. So, um, and if they see your work, then they're hiring you for your style. You know, it's yeah. like I'm sure if they sit down and they meet and they talk with you, then you know that's not going to make a difference. They're still going to yeah. hire you based off what they see. Right. Yeah. yeah. I think as long as like they they're like, Oh, you seem like a nice person. Yeah. Like I, I could spend eight hours with you. Yeah. Like, yeah. Right. You know, if you're not like a jerk. Yeah. I was just going to say like, as long as you're not an asshole, like, yeah. Then, probably still in the clear. <laughs> yeah. Then I think, I think it's fine. Um, I'm admittedly like not, uh, great at like HR, like yeah. managing like people and like, I'm very much like task orientated and like goal orientated. So it's just like, I'm just trying to get the thing done. Yeah. yeah. And like, you know, I want everybody to have like the same buy-in as me mm-hmm. and like the same capacity as me, which like, I don't think, you know, it's, I think it's different for like, for someone who owns a business rather than someone who works for the business. And I think yeah. people can, um, you know, if you're not careful, like get, get burned out, um, yeah, or get resentful even. So yeah. it's like, um, I got to be better about that kind of stuff. I was actually like, you answered my question without even hearing the question. I was going to say, one of my questions was um, like, what are some of the challenges of like managing employees? Cause now you have people who um, in a sense, like the way I talk about it sometimes, like, cause you're kind of responsible for like, they're, they're relying on the paycheck and the work and uh, you know, it's where they spend, you know, you have a couple of full-time people, like that's where they spend a majority of their time. Like, what is that like? Right. Um, Again, I think we have like awesome people, um, you know, and even like some of our freelancers will come in and just like, they'll just work there. Um, but yeah, it's, um, this past season, like, I feel like it was never like an issue before like this, but this past season it's been more like, I need to do more like due diligence is like either hire somebody Mm -hmm. who like has like an HR background or like I need to become a better like leader in that aspect of like, you know, people management and how to lead a team. Mm. Um, Because yeah, it's just, I I work with a lot of friends too. So it's like, things get like comfortable. Yeah. Like it's, yeah, it has its pros and cons. Yeah, Um, definitely. But yeah, people, you know, people get comfortable and it's just like, you know, we're still there to do a job. Right. Um, So. It's interesting. Yeah. It's always like, always challenging and growing. Cool. Um, talk about like when you first uh, got an office. That, the office you're in now is that where you've been for pretty much ever? Um, kind of. Yeah. yeah. So before we got the office, we were just working out of my like studio apartment. Okay. And it was me and my friend Josh. Yeah. And uh, we, I think we went to IKEA. Like we bought you know, a couple of computer desks nice. and we were setting things up and. He was with me like that, um, I think that was the second summer, okay. but he was a photographer and then I trained him on video okay. that whole summer. Um, uh, but we were there and, um, it was starting to feel like, okay, maybe we're in a place where we could, I started thinking about having a studio space. Yeah. And so I feel like every big decision is like scary. Yeah, right? for sure. So it's like, we booked our first wedding and it was just like. Uh, want to invest into advertising. Right. Um, that was scary. Yeah. It was like, I think like $4,500 and invested into advertising. 
didn't see a dime of it back. Yeah, like now, when you talk about advertising, uh, like internet. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. The first place I went with the knot, it was like, it was just like straight like two weeks, three weeks, like nothing. Yeah. And it was just like it was the first wedding I ever booked, and I put all that money into the advertising. So, um, and it was the same thing with the studio. So it was just like, yeah, we could we could pay this uh, for one month. Right, right. It's kind of like moving out. It's like, oh, I could pay rent for like one month, but <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I could pay it every month. Yeah, you know. You're so like, wait, I gotta pay this every month. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's like, yeah, I feel like every time you do something new, it's like scary. And um, we were looking at one place, and we were gonna, we were looking at another place, and I had like a really good feeling about the second place, and I was like, that'd be great. And then someone took it. Oh, yeah. And then, like two weeks later, like it was a crazy situation, and uh, the, the the lady called me up. She's like, "Hey, that guy moved out," and uh, she's like, "It's yours if you want it." And I was wow. like, "All right, like, yeah, let's do it's it." Fate. Yeah, <laughs> everything happens for a reason. Yeah, and I think the guy um, who I was working with, my friend, uh, he like he just has like a, like a lot of confidence about him. So I think that just kind of like I like it's almost like a person where it's just like they have so much confidence that like when you're around them you feel more confident yeah. so it's like a little worrisome but yeah, also yeah. like it kind of gave me the confidence like he thought we could, we could do, do it. it yeah you know yeah. So like, like he's not seeing like the the bank account but like he <laughs> thought we could do it so it's just like i was like oh, yeah okay like i feel like that's probably how i am <laughs> yeah so so it kind of like leads you into like doing things that you wouldn't necessarily do but yeah. you know it's yeah sometimes it's good yeah good risk yeah that's good Clearly, it paid off too. Yeah, so, yeah. How big is your space? Uh, it's pretty small. It's like okay. probably about about this. Um, and we've we're like when we first got there, it was like perfect size. Yeah. But now we have. There's always at least like four people there. Oh, okay. We got a whiteboard now. We got two photo booths. We got like. Oh yeah. Fill I shouldn't out. say the address. People come like Rob. <laughs> uh, but like, y- there's just like a lot of. Um, we're just getting like packed in. Yeah, So yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. we're trying to find like something. That's what happened with us. Is we, hey, we got some rooms I in mean, this building that. <laughs> yeah, there actually is, I think, but I, I can't remember. I think we talked about it actually, yeah. but I forget what happened. But um, yeah, I mean, we had like a size of like the carpet over there, and we just got like buried in our equipment. Like we were buying things, and then like we had our cart that we put all our equipment on when we go to a shoot, and like just everything just started getting closer and closer to our desks, and we had yeah. to like finagle how to walk around the space. So we we're like, all right, yeah. it's probably time for us to yeah. get something bigger. It's exactly how it's like how ours is right now it's like and if things don't get put put back then it's right. like it's just the organization exactly. is really important because if it's not then you're you have like no space right that's funny yeah we get to the point where uh, all our camera gear was like falling on us yeah. uh, while we were working it's like oh, i think it's time for a change now you yeah. know gotta move on right um actually so going back to advertising i'm curious mm-hmm. like um even from that from your first time like what's your um advertising and and strategy been like for um, the course of the business, like what have you done that maybe you've changed up and like what's been the most successful in terms of, uh, in terms of marketing? Yeah. So last year, um, we like smartened up and we started like counting, um, like our leads, our lead source, yeah. our, um, cost per acquisition or cost per lead. Yeah. Um, and to kind of just get like an overview of like, cause before it was just like, Oh, I think it's, working, you know? Right, right, right. Um, and what was good from that, we like got to pull like our closing rate for each. So like Instagram, Facebook, The Knot, Wedding oh, okay. Wire, all those things, Google. Yeah. Um, and what we realized is like there are, the closing rates are like very different. Mm-hmm. So for closing on The Knot, like it could be like 8% or it could be like 5%, which is really low. Yeah. But Instagram would be like 30%. So the leads are much stronger. And then same thing too with like a vendor referral or a client referral, it's more like 20% or 25%. So it's just like you can uh, more wisely think about like, oh, well, why don't we improve like the customer experience or why don't we like invest more money into like our vendor relationships uh, rather than giving money to like these like third party sites. Yeah. Um, I feel like with the wedding wire, like I've actually never, I've been on it, but I've never like done any advertising on it. But I feel like there's just so many vendors on there and I feel like a lot of people like they just go on there and they contact so many and yeah. then that's why like maybe you're saying like it's it's a low percentage there. 
It, it was really good for when we started. So I'll do the whole like customer journey for advertising. Sure, so yeah. it's like when we started, I put up like that initial big investment. Um, and like I said, like I didn't get anything back from it. And I was thinking like in my head, I was just like, um, you know, I'm brand new to this. Yeah. So it's like, I can't charge what like my friends are charging and people are in the industry are charging. Um, so my prices were competitive. Yeah. Um, so, um, yeah, we were, we were with the knot and, uh, I mean, we pretty much got most of our work from there. It was a couple like friends, like that first season. Okay. Um, but I think like having like good branding, like a good website. Yeah. Um, I think reviews are really important on the knot. Yeah. So like having that. Yeah. Cause people look at those. Yeah. yeah. That's like really important to people. They want to know like you're a real person and worked with other real people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So that was like, that was our first move. Um, how has it changed? Right. That was like the other part. Yeah. Of the question. Yeah. Like what have you evolved over the years and stuff? Yeah. So like that was like a good jumping off place. And I think like picking up on what I was saying, like really starting to, once we were getting like a lot of leads, like looking at those numbers and kind of seeing, uh, because now we can like strategize a little bit. We can be like, okay, our average closing rate is X and it costs us X amount per, per lead. Yeah. So now it's like, okay, we do have extra advertising dollars. We want to break into this new market. Like yeah. we want to shoot in Vermont or we want to shoot in Cape Cod or like we want to like extend outward. Yeah. Like, all right, let's take X amount. We know our return is at least going to be this. Are we okay with like, that risk. you know, like basically, for example, like, are we okay with, um, paying like $500 mm -hmm. just to close on a wedding to yeah. break into this market? Yeah. So it's like, once you start looking at the data and the numbers, I remember thinking too, when I was younger, I was like, I don't know why companies like have like pay money to people to just look at the, the numbers. <laughs> yeah. Like, and now I totally get it yeah. because like you can make like better decisions, way better decisions. And like, who wants to like fork over $2,000 for advertising, like on just like a gamble. But like, if you could like literally be like, I know our closing rate is at least going to be this. Yeah. yeah. Like you can feel confident. Yeah. Like, more okay. educated. Sometimes like it doesn't pay off at all. Yeah. And then like, you're like, okay, that didn't work. <laughs> yeah. That didn't work. And then you could like <laughs> revise the plan. Yeah. Um, but it's been, yeah, it's been a lot of that, like this past year. Yeah. What's been your biggest um, source of like new business more recently? <laughs> Go ahead, ask I it. can't tell you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's no. actually giving away the secrets over there. Um, no, so what, what has been the biggest source? You don't have to. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm I just mean like generally, like social media or like. I would say like lately it's been Instagram. Okay, cool. Which when we first started, like we got nothing off Instagram for the longest time. Yeah. Um, and now it's like, it's a lot of Instagram and the Instagram leads close at like, you know, 30%. That's really so, good. Yeah. Like our, I think our average closing ratio is like 15%. So it's like twice that. Yeah. Um, Have you ever done, I don't know if this is even possible, but like Pinterest, I know like brides are huge. Yeah, yeah, can you do. advertise on there? Um, yeah. I don't know if you can advertise. Maybe. I've, I looked at it a long time ago and I still leave all my emails unread that I want to get back to. And I probably still have them marked as like unread to like try to break into like Pinterest ads. I have no idea what it's like, but yeah. I'd like to like try and get educated on it because that's where they go for like so much wedding inspiration. Right. Um, yeah. I don't know how it works. Yeah. Uh, we paid somebody to do our Pinterest and, uh, I was like, I don't even know what I'm paying for. Like, I don't know what this is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like it was recommended by Don Charles, who's like one of my favorite photographers. Cool. And um, I was just like, maybe it's helping. I think we were trying to like up our social media, like presence, like right, SEO. That's what it was. Yeah. Okay. I think it's supposed to help with that. So yeah. Um, yeah, I think that we were just like shooting in the dark with that one. I get a lot. Um, Facebook is pretty, pretty good for me. I get a lot through Facebook, but I don't do, I feel like my Instagram is not, um, like I've always thought about creating like a dedicated like wedding page, but like my personal Instagram is where I put my wedding stuff, but it's also where I put like anything. So it's like, I feel like if I probably separated it, I might be better. But you kind of, you, your but Instagram you have like, has kind of the same feel though. You have a lot of wedding photos on, on, on your personal, on my personal or, one. Yeah. Um, I don't post that often. So it's just like, I was thinking about that this morning. I probably should. Like, and there have been times I'm just like, oh, I should post like just more personal work or like yeah. something like that. But I do 
post some weddings. Um, I'll usually share Move Mountain stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To my story, at least. Um, but yeah, I'd like to start to more. Yeah, that's cool. Do you ever foresee yourself leaving? Well, maybe not leaving it completely, but getting kind of out of the wedding industry and going into some client work? Um, hmm. I'd like, I don't know if I would leave it. I'd like to like have it run it, not nothing runs itself, but like have it running and like be able to have more free time to like, I like I bought a film camera and uh, so it's like, I'd like to be able to learn film and yeah. get good at it. I got my first film scans back and that was Pretty painful. Cool. Uh, <laughs> have you ever done the dark room? No. No, I never have. I took a class in school. It's a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. I took a class in school. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I get to develop it and all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I really slacked in that class. I got like a 35 in that class. <laughs> <laughs> I never took one. We had a darker, but I just took like a basic photography class. Oh, yeah. I got into photography. I would hmm. cheat. I would take like a, so I had a T2I at the time. So I would like go up and I'd set all the settings on the T2I, take the photo see how it looks and I'd match the settings to the camera oh and God. take the photo. So I knew that every time the photo was going to come out exactly how it looked. Yeah. That's really smart. That's really <laughs> smart cheating, you know, fine line. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, actually, I guess I have a similar question. Um, like, I guess what is your kind of like getting towards the end here? Like what, what is your kind of future plan for the company? Like, where do you see it going? Yeah. Oh, that's a really good question. Um, so, my overall vision for the company is like, I, I want to eventually like have a building and I want to just like kind of keep scaling up. Like yeah. I could see it like scaling up. is like really painful. Um, like it's really hard, especially like I didn't go to business school or anything like that. I don't yeah. know if it's easier for other entrepreneurs. I doubt it. Like I think it's really painful. So it's just like, and I think four years, like that's impressive. Like I was saying, I've been doing weddings for four years. Um, I mean, obviously the last year and a half has been building this company, but, um, to have like that growth and have a place and have like four or five employees and do that many weddings, like it's impressive. So it's, uh, it's, you've come a long way. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's like, it's like that. It's like, I do think about that. It's like, yeah, we have come a long way. We've made yeah. a lot of progress, but then it's just like from being like a comp, like a, like a real company, it's just like yeah. with, you know, I don't a hundred employees or a thousand employees yeah. or you know, 6,000 employees. It's yeah. like, I just kind of like, I've been quite, it's like, how did, how do you get there? Yeah. Like how Slowly do people get surely, there? Yeah. You know, like how do you go from, from one person? Because every company, unless like you have investors probably starts the same or starts as like a small business. I don't know. I'm just, this right. things I think about. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I'm just kind of like curious, like how, like, how do you get there? You know? Well, I mean, to your point, like I think about the same thing. Like I've thought about your company and I'm like, how do I get to like, I'll bring it like us or like the, even like weddings, like, or us, but like, how do we get to that point where like we have a full-time person who's working for us and then like a second full-time person and we have this space where all these people are coming in and they're doing their own job every single day. Like, so. yeah. So stages. I guess I would say to you, like, <laughs> I would say take chances. Yeah. Right. Um, and then like, yeah. So it's like be willing to take those risks and then like also have like a strong endurance for, for pain. Yeah. And where it's just like, wow, this, this is going to hurt. Right for and that's yeah. kind of going back to what you're saying about like the business person, the business school. I think that like what you did, you learned like trial by fire and like what we're doing by building a business, like we don't have business degrees. It's yeah. all, you learn Same. as you go. And I think yeah. that's what really teaches you. It's not a book you can read on how to do that and how to yeah. grow a company. It's yeah. about like being creative and trying to get to that point. Yeah. Yeah. And like doing the actual work to like, yeah. And I would say like, and kind of going like full circle here, like what we were talking about in the beginning with like, you know, you have those clients too, like the ones that are like, you know, the loudest or like the squeakiest where it's just like, like really kind of rustle you, like yeah. to put it like gently, yeah, like really use that, like take that. And, um, you know, I feel like that's where you learn the most, like the, yeah. top, like the, the clients that like shake me are always where I'm like, petrified to get on the phone with them. <laughs> Not that that happens a lot, right, but right, like, right. you know, like some people like aren't always right. happy or, or things come up, right? Mm -hmm. Whether we're right or wrong. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes like you have, you have to like face that. And like, I think the more you can like stand up to it. Yeah. And that doesn't mean like stand up and be like, oh no, you're wrong. But like, like 
stand up and just face it. Just face it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then try to like correct it. Right. And like, like come to some kind of, and like, and you know, just across the board, like, I feel like, you know, if you can deal with those, then like, you know, huge learning. And you'll probably yeah. never make that mistake again, yeah. or you'll go about it a different way if it wasn't your mistake. Yeah. yeah. And you had or mentioned you know too, to like, it. yeah, from like that one customer, it was like, oh, we could be like taking these podcasts and like intercutting them and make it like this. You can, you can use it as like a positive thing. Too, right. Yeah. You right. Know? yeah. So it's always like a, like a learning lesson there. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think has been one of or or the biggest lesson you've learned in the four years of of uh, running a company I would say um, like you can't go on emotion like that's like with clients that's with people you're working with so it's like things come up that could like really irritate you or like you know maybe just like even waiting like don't respond in the moment. Like if yeah. you're like really upset, don't yeah. respond in the moment. Yep. Um, I'm still working on this. Like that was a big thing last year. Um, and I feel like that's in like different, uh, I don't know, channels isn't the right word, but like with, with different like uh, circumstances, Okay. you know, um, where it's just like, okay, like this is happening right now. I'm not going to respond to this. I'm yeah. like, you know, you've got to like walk away or like, yeah. you know, address yeah, it later. Yeah. Maybe it doesn't need to be addressed. Right. Maybe they're just like having a bad day or something. Right. Um, but yeah. It's interesting. That's good. Yeah. That, I feel like that's the hardest one to like get under control. Yeah. You know? Yeah. We've definitely run into that before where we've gotten an email that, uh, you know, goes right up the spine a certain way and yeah. might, uh, you know, type something out and then, delete it all or just sit and think about how we would respond. And then, like you said, take a deep breath, take a walk, take 10 minutes. Yeah. Respond the next take day. Take a day or two, you yeah. know, just let it go. Yeah. It's um, important. I read that book, uh, How to Win Friends and Influence People. My friend- I want to read that. Recommended it to me. It's really good. It's it's like you're reading it and you're like, yeah, you know, it's just like every like situation has an out, like a desired outcome, right? Yeah. For you. And it's just like, you could be totally right and you have every right to be like, what you did was wrong, and like this is wrong, and that's wrong. Right. But it's not going to help them. Right. They're not going to like you like anymore. Yeah, it's not just. Like, it's not going to make the situation go away. Yeah, over, or make it any better. Yeah, so it's like, you know, people are like, are people. So it's like learning to, like, how can, you know, how can I achieve like the best outcome right. in and these es- situations. Especially in Rhode Island too, because it's such a small state. Everybody's <laughs> gonna, you know, everyone talks. It's such a small state that one little bad review could possibly, you know, ruin yeah. you. Right. Yeah. I think being the bigger person is like a huge thing. Like it's not always about being right. It's just like diffusing the situation sometimes. Right. Diffusing, like, that's a perfect word. Yeah. Diffusing it. Just like diffusing it. And like, I mean, you know, it happens with weddings. Like you said, like some people might have a bad day. Like, sometimes they just need to vent and like, you know, the worst thing is for you to chime back and say, Hey, actually I'm right. You're wrong. Like, that's just like the worst thing sometimes if you just, uh, you know, I'm sorry, uh, you know? Yeah. And a lot of times too, it's just like, like you said, it's like weddings, it's usually hot outside. Like you're carrying a lot of equipment, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe you shot a wedding the day before and maybe the day before that. Yeah. And maybe you're importing the studio very late. And so it's just like, and you know, you know, vendor meals aren't coming out till (laughs) nine o'clock or maybe not at all (laughs) or not at all. And you know, you're scheduled to leave at eight 30 and they want you to stay another hour. And like, you know, you didn't bring any snacks. (laughs) So it's like, like all those things like, you know, add up. So it's like, you know, you might, you might get someone who, you know, snaps at you or, yeah. or even you, like, you know, you're in a bad mood and like, hopefully there's enough grace, like from your team too. It's like, yeah. if you're the leader, you should be like holding it together. But like, if you're not like, hopefully there's enough grace on the other side too, where it's just like, yeah, yeah you know, he's got a lot going on. Right, right, right. It's like, I think another point is like adapting, like, uh, you know, you can have the best plan for everything and, you know, there's always going to be a wrench thrown in there. So you have to like be willing to change direction and like move and, and like adjust accordingly. Yeah. And I would too, like try to find people who, um, who aren't necessarily good, but that are just like teachable yeah. and like have a good attitude. Yeah. You know? Attitude. Yeah. I've talked about that before and like I've seen videos and like listened to people talk about that. Like sometimes like the 
the personal skills are like almost more important than the technical yeah. skills of like, you know, cutting a video. Like, you can learn that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You can learn that. You, you can't always like teach someone to be like a good person and teach someone to be flexible because some people just aren't flexible. Right. And be like, hey, can you do it this way? Right. And they're not like offended. Right. You know? Yeah. Um, or you give them a revision. Right. Um, you know? Yeah, someone was just saying that from a, from another company. He's like, I don't... He's like, he literally hires people who don't have experience. Wow. And he'll like train them from the ground up. That's really interesting. It's an approach. Maybe he'll try it. <laughs> hire some accountant to do graphic design. <laughs> so like your customers like, yeah. you're just like, wait a second. <laughs> you need to tell me yeah. our photographers have no experience. They've actually never they picked just up take a camera their before. IPhone. Yeah, it's like, but they have really good attitudes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, that's cool. I think this is the perfect spot to wrap it up here. Um, here come join us in Pawtucket uh, when you need some room. Yeah, exactly. yeah, in the building. I literally live like right down the road. Where can people learn more, find your work, and um, check you out? Yeah, so Instagram is just Move Mountains Co. Um, our website, movemountains.co, or you can email us info at movemountains.co. All right, you heard the man. Hit him up if you need a wedding. Um, other than that, if you need a wedding filmed or filmed yeah, photographs, you, you know, need a wedding. People yeah. can understand. People know what I'm saying. Um, subscribe to the podcast, guys. Uh, share us on your social. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, let us know what you thought, and um, also check out our Instagram at Up in Your Biz Pod and uh, pass along. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, adios. Yeah.